Hi guys, welcome to this week's episode of the Nursing Handover podcast. You have your three fantabulous nurses, me, Jerry, Diane and Clarissa. How are you guys doing today? I'm good, can't complain. You know how it is, new week, fresh start. Just trying to enjoy the day before the week, working week actually starts, really. Nice. Clarissa? All good. All good. I just want I just, you know, when you feel like Monday, you start cleaning the house. I need to just clean the house, really, to start cleaning. Mondays are usually my Sundays. But yeah, no, I, I, absolutely fine. Oh, no, I'm there with you. The house is a tip. And <laughs> I don't... I, I really don't know how people do it with more kids because it's literally like washing everywhere. Washing, but do you know what? Tools, the houses, but the houses lived in. I feel like I have to have to tell a lot of my mom friends, like the house will never be pristine at a certain age. Like yeah. and you almost have to not sit in the mess, but sometimes accept that okay, this won't get done today and it's cool. Yeah, like I know it's not getting done today. Today I want to have a chilled out, somewhat chilled out day. I'm gonna take Noah out a little bit later, but it's just yeah, yeah it's not happening today. It's all I can say. It can all start from tomorrow. It's just well, at least, at least at least at least at least you know already, isn't it? It's not happening today. You know, yeah. it's just like it's livable. It's gonna be somewhat sorted, but apart from that, nah. <laughs> but I think this is like one of the things I just had to like wrap my head around. Like you said, Diane, the house is never going to be pristine. How people on Instagram make it look like everything's in order. Don't know how they do it. They've got no, this. That's the key word. They make it look. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I can't lie, though. I've learned a lot being a mum. I can't believe that Noah's even like five months. But I've learned a lot. That's crazy. From a lot of like the Instagram mums in terms of like just housing hacks. There's a random page from Australia that follow and this woman her cleaning tips you would think that these were baking tips baking really? soda and everything like if you're it sounds so silly but if your sink oh, yeah. is smelling baking soda and lemon juice and it neutralizes the odor so that you won't okay. smell it yeah um so like i've been doing that at night and if you don't have the scaler put some lemons in and keep boiling it, it apparently it descales your kettle all these little tips that i'm using to just get stuff done when you run a lot of it and it also saves money because think if you're buying products, that's stuff you can have in the house and use. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And use for multiple uses. So I'm trying to utilise the rest of my maternity leave to become house savvy. Let's call it that. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> but yeah, but no. How's everybody been? What's happening? What's going on? Oh, the nursing world, the non-nursing world. I just wish the big C could just disappear. And the, and this vaccine mandate—it's it's just ridiculous. It's just yeah. I'm finding it. I'm just finding it shocking. I don't think I've I've pro. I still feel like I haven't processed what they're actually doing. I like I know it's bad. I know it's really bad. I know it's shocking. But I feel like you know when something hasn't hit you yet. Mm-hmm. But that's worse because when it actually hits. When it hits you, and when you actually realize what they're doing to nurses, you just think you're gonna. It's gonna come to a point where one day I'm gonna be thinking I'm gonna, I'm just I'm just I'm disposable. Yeah, mm. but you know, you know? that they're going to realize when it's too late. Kind of like the whole Brexit thing. 
people mm-hmm. were like yeah brexit xyz and then we left and saw like inflation has gone up by a gazillion percent and whereas you know they're going to sack, sack all the unimmunized nurses and health other healthcare professionals or just those that work in the NHS well not just in the NHS in the health sector let's call it because even like all front of house staff that could be ward clerks whoever they're going to sack them all really and truly who's going to come and do these jobs that's crazy because that's absolutely it, not I it just mean, doesn't make we, sense we need to highlight that there's already forty-four thousand vacancies in nursing that's just in nursing okay just in nursing um let's not talk about doctors physiotherapists speech and language occupational health um, psychologists let's not talk about the deficit we have in staff for the national health service okay but damn now, before you carry on that's not even just the healthcare professionals i'm talking about like all the inferred commas frontline staff so these could be your people working in the kitchens selling and like your work canteens the cleaners on your wards or your departments your receptionists your your do you get what i mean like they're about to wipe off a whole lot of staff and people don't have jobs as it is so yeah i mean like so to bring anyone up to speed this i think came out the end before christmas that they said they're going to put it in law that you must be vaccinated as a healthcare professional to continue to practice and the legislation apparently was passed i don't know if it's fully gone through all the processes and the what they are telling us as health professionals is that if you don't have your first vaccine by the 3rd of february you'll be dismissed from your employment on the 31st of march now again you know let's talk about bodily autonomy and human rights um as health professionals globally all over the world we'd never force anyone to do anything mm-hmm. we would present the choice we'd t- educate the person give them all the information talk about the risks talk about the benefits and then let them go away and digest the information process it and come back and give you their decision you can encourage you can educate but you can't force and I think that whether you're vaccinated or not, this should be a fight for choice in healthcare for everybody. Yeah. Um, because I feel like this will set precedent for the rest of healthcare if we can mandate things like that. And it's very important to add that no vaccination is actually mandatory. And you can be advised and it can be recommended, but none of them are mandatory. They're all by choice, all of them. Um, so, yeah. I like Clarissa said, I almost can't believe it's actually got happening. That Same. That we actually happen to have. Like, I just feel like now, I can only speak for myself, I've only had it because I feel I'm under duress. I'm on maternity leave. I'm not due back to work till August. But yeah, I've got my managers in my ear on emails, all sorts, asking me, has it been done? Blah, blah, blah. So, and if not, I'll be sacked alongside others on come the 31st of March which is like and imagine that's just on maternity leave that is okay that is bonkers really I'd like it's just disappointing I'm in agreement with you guys I just can't believe this is actually happening like it's shocking this is it's even going this far healthcare professionals regardless of how long they've been in the NHS or private whatever we've been fighting COVID since COVID came in the 2019 early 2020 we all, all have antibodies. It's even, it's within our circles, it's within our families, it's, it's here, everyone has had it. Okay, apart from Diane. 
but everyone has had it. And, you know, we're still just, to tell the tell. Do you get what I mean? Like, what difference just, is it going to make? When when you're looking up someone in ICU or in A&E or whatever ward, that patient's not asking whether you've been vaccinated or not. They want someone who's adequate enough to do their job to look after them. So mm-hmm. what difference does that have? And going alongside that, my one the one thing I always ask is, does anyone come and ask for my GCSE qualifications or my uni qualifications to find out what, what, what I got to look after them? No. The same way with my immunization status. Does anyone else come to ask me what my status is prior to COVID about any of that? No. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what is the issue now? It's literally just, it's disgusting it's gone this way. It's literally people who know nothing about healthcare making big judgments about healthcare and they know and that's something they know nothing about the worst part is they're probably not even vaccinated themselves but we must be vaccinated like I was saying to the girls I've only done it because I feel under duress and also I don't want anyone to come and tell me I can't take no word to things because his parents aren't vaccinated that would actually kill me so yeah even my rationale for doing it it's not because I want it I'm trying to think I want my son to be involved uh, involved with as many things as possible I'm really sorry if you can hear the dog screaming. No. It's literally no. going to town, but um, yeah, my neighbours have a new dog. But anywho, sorry about that, guys. Um, no. Yeah, I just don't want no one to try and tell me that, you know, he can't he can't attend anything because his parents aren't vaccinated. And as we've seen, it's literally creating a big divide between friends, families, co-workers, all sorts, the vaccinated and the non-vaccinated. Like, mm. it's literally like the Norton Crosses. And you know what's so funny is, I don't know if you guys saw the post um, I reposted on Instagram, and it was somebody saying that it's the unvaxxed who are covering the six shifts for the vax. Exactly. Right? Also, let's not also forget, during Christmas time, we had a lot of NHS staff down with COVID and in isolation. Mm-hmm. Right? Who are all vaxxed. Yeah, yeah. Who are all vaccinated. Some even triple vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So what does that show us? What did the statistics show us then? If you're having workforces, de- yeah, you're having workforces depleted. At the end of the day, just like the flu, you can still, even if you have the flu, Jack, you can still catch the flu. Like it is what it is. You can have a vaccine against anything and still catch it. Yes, your symptoms may be lessened. Maybe I can tell you. I remember in uni, I had the flu jab, and probably one of the few times I had it. Had the flu jump and I had the worst case of the flu I could imagine. And that was supposed to save me from having it that bad. And it didn't. So what's the issue? The same with COVID. Like, it's a flu. It's a pandemic flu. Right now, it looks like it's on the way out. Yes, it's going to mutate and weaken. But this is like the Spanish flu. That's probably why yeah. we have flu now. This is it. And I mean, Sajid Sajid Javid, so that's the UK Health Secretary, he himself, in a Sky News interview with Kay Burley, likened COVID to the flu. So what difference does it make, vaccine or non-vaccine? You're not penalising the nurses or healthcare staff that aren't taking the flu vaccine. This is it. I would just, um, um, you know, throughout this whole time, I've been reading the NMC code. And it's it's making me laugh. I really feel like if the mandate goes through, they're going to have to change up the code of conduct. And let me 
explain why. And let me actually read and quote what they specifically say. Before you go on, so for those who don't know what their um, code of conduct is, it's basically the nursing Bible that you have to adhere Mm. to. Um, It's got like, this is a guess, it's got like 100 clauses that you have to essentially agree to and and live by, put it that way. I kind of see it's like a, wow, someone's really going to hate me for what I'm about to say. It's kind of like taking up like a nunship. I don't know if that's a word. No, it is. Because you have to literally uphold these values throughout everything. everything. And and even outside of the the nursing environment, like even when you're on your everyday life, your duty of care and all that kind of stuff. Exactly. (laughs) So that's basically what the the code is. It's our Bible, put it that way. Yeah, definitely. Um, So the first one is... 1.5 1.5 states respect and uphold people's values, people's human rights. That's one. That's one. Clearly That's everyone else's, just not ours. 2.3, encourage and empower people to share in decisions about their treatment and care. Okay. And this is my favorite one, 2.5. Respect, support and document a person's right to accept or refuse care and treatment. Wow. It, cl- wow. it clearly says, it Respect. clearly just says there, you know, it's just. Have they thrown the handbook out? Like, are we not supposed to adhere to it anymore? Because I know a lot of things went out the window when COVID came, but are we just not supposed to adhere to the code? Because, like, you've read it out, Clarissa, it says it there. We're supposed to respect people's rights and values, but not us this goes back to something that we have all said in many other episodes nhs not okay not even just nhs staff healthcare staff or those who work in the healthcare sector right down from the cleaners to up to the chief exec whoever we get treated like absolute poo our values and our morals and beliefs are not are not listened to but you know this is why in certain like departments or units or wards people are treated like crap from yeah. patients and their families because if your own government's not going to back you why should anyone else at the end of the day we chose to come into this job but we chose it because we're compassionate and can and align ourselves with the six c's but but, but, the, but the thing is um jerry if we chose to do this job why can't we choose what we put in our body exactly mm-hmm, mm-hmm. exactly vaccinations just like you said diane vaccinations everywhere are not mandatory but suddenly the covid vaccine has to be mandatory for all like all of those who work in the healthcare profession this might be an unpopular opinion um and i don't know what you guys think but i think having the covid mandate the way it is now is absolutely pants i think it's wrong it needs to be just thrown out of the window and just forgot it's and you know what it's not something that can be forgotten about that's another topic but if they do want to make it mandatory one i think it's hella wrong for them to be making it mandatory after a year only because everyone is going to be naturally skeptical everyone is going to be unsure everyone's going to be scared everyone's going to be like i really don't feel safe doing this for myself how can they blame the public and you know just and at the end of the day we're not robots we're humans you know yes. like we're gonna have our, we're gonna have fears and concerns so i don't understand how they thought what they thought the public's reaction was going to be 
And if they do want to make a mandatory, they need to introduce it to the public and slowly. Like, yeah, even though people compared it to the Hep C vac- uh, Hep B vaccine, I'm pretty sure the Hep B vaccine was not made mandatory for everyone or else they'll yeah. get fired. And I know yeah, it's exactly. different. And I know it's different. And, you know, I know the transmission's different. I know the risk of death is different. But still, it's, the principle is remains there. Exactly. You know? And if they want to make it mandatory, I think the key word, like I said, is introduce it to healthcare workers. Instead of penalizing the ones in healthcare already, maybe they need to introduce it in a few years' time with statistics and with studies to say, look, we're going to get make it mandatory for those getting into healthcare. And then those who are already in healthcare, we can have discussions about it. But this whole firing business, it's just beyond me. And then even if it gets scraped and even if it gets delayed, you know, it's not something that can be easily forgotten, you know. I think this is really even I mean, I think COVID really made healthcare professionals reevaluate their life, you know, and how they're being treated. But I think this whole movement is really gonna kind of like wake people up and be like, you know what, if this is how they're gonna treat me, why am I here? Even if it gets scraped, people are just gonna be thinking, I'm not I don't want to be here for this. This goes in line with what we talked about last week in terms of like people are tired, like for us, we're tired of messing. People are tired of healthcare. And they're going to push us, which they they already have. They're going to push us with the same thing they did with Brexit, telling people how how good it's going to be when we're out of the EU. But but the difference here is already now the NHS is so stretched with the stuff that they've got. Yeah. Right? Already it's dire. The reason the NHS could not cope with COVID because they are no staff. Exactly. That's the reality. And you're willingly Stat- going to let them go. Like, are you stupid? Statistic- statistically, I just uh, I was just looking at how many vacancies there are, including um, like uh, anaesthetists, doctors, and front of front of house. Does um, as of June 2021, there's an overall ninety three thousand eight hundred and six vacancies. And they want to, and they and they want more people to. Do you know what? At this rate, <laughs> you know what. <laughs> let them go and I'm not saying don't get me wrong I'm not saying you know sack the, the unvaccinated because I don't believe in it at all however if this is what they want to do they're going to see they're going to watch it crumble if this is if this is what they want it will fall onto them because what it's going to happen and then they're going to be like oh no we actually need you back we will take it back all your jobs are reinstated by then people like people are planning now for their move out of healthcare because they don't want it not, not oh. even that. Not even that. The logic is so flawed. You're okay to work now, though. You can be working now. No You're problem. okay to work over Christmas when, like you said, many NHS staff or just healthcare, those who work in the healthcare sector were out and down with COVID. And then now. <laughs> it's, just, it's funny, isn't it? So it doesn't okay. make sense. How can you be in a global health emergency and get rid of your workforce? It's like when having... Have- a, it's like having a delivery to pack and then you sack all of the packers and say, go, and I'll do it myself. Like, you have nearly 100,000 vacancies, but you want even more to go. Go, let them go. There's nearly going to double. 
Yeah. Well, they, and I mean, what do they estimate? Seventy thousand might be there. Might be an extra seventy thousand vacancies. Yeah, seventy-three thousand and rising apparently. People are walking out, and it's not even just like nurses or like us. People are tired and don't want to be here. I mean, at the end of the day, you're being governed by people who do what they want when they want, and they mm-hmm. suffer no and they suffer no consequences. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. anyone who's again. In, anyone who's international, our UK government are the Conservatives who are led by Boris Johnson. And if you've been following international news, scandal since Christmas time has been coming out back to back <laughs> of the fact that they broke rules at times when we were told you couldn't even be close to people and had to have, keep a meter distance. OK, mm-hmm. people were just buying family members in the hospital, because, but you guys were having cheese on wine nights. Yeah. So how can, I, how can I trust a government telling me that? we're going to mandate this thing for the good of the patients and the good of patient safety when you were hugging up with each other and having parties you were putting alcohol in suitcases and wheeling it through so you you're not going to suffer any consequences none whatsoever let's see what sue gray has got to say about this (laughs) honestly also another thing like do we even know if all of them have been vaccinated have they received all of them have they received the triple one have this is what i mean they could have like show me those statistics first and then you know let's talk or not even that but let's show me those they can say all this stuff but the question is are they even vaccinated it's true it's true let's see what happens in it i just don't believe that you know what there's still time for them to change their views on it and the fact that people are actually taking to the stand now and going back out to protest hopefully they'll begin to realise this is actually a stupid decision that they're actually about to make. Mm. Like, you're crying that you want people to fill jobs out for healthcare, but what are you doing? What are you yeah. doing, baby? This you're is it. You're interacting it. Like, what is this? But they must know. This is what, this is what really racks my brains. I just refuse to sit here and think they, do, they don't know or they won't know this is a stupid decision. They know... They know the full impact it's going to have and they're still going ahead. But the thing is, Clarissa, remember that this whole government has ruled with fear from the very beginning. Mm. You know, that's that's been the the undertone of their narrative is fear. If I Mm -hmm. threaten you with your livelihood, you have no choice. I'm going to remove the choice from you. And Mm. that's why, for me, I believe all healthcare professionals should should be on the same page of we are pro-choice. And I think I can speak for all of us on our podcast. We are very much pro-choice. Yeah. You know, it's like, for example, bringing in a law and saying to women that from, from December, you can never have an abortion, be it you were raped, be it you didn't want the child, be it it's a one night stand. There's abortion is illegal because uh, we are, because our population <laughs> is, is so low. We need more kids to be born. So therefore you have to have any kids you get pregnant with. That's, that to me is, is how severe I'd liken this mandate to. Well, yeah. I agree. Right? Now, can Didn't you imagine? Make, isn't that happening you know? in Texas right now as well? I, have to, I actually don't have no idea. Yeah, it was, made, it was, uh, it was that. illegal in Texas recently. Yeah. I think it was like November. I know it was sometime yeah. last year and we briefly spoke about it. saying that it even, if you were, even if you were raped, that no, you can't yeah. get rid. Yeah. No, um, and like, how how is how how is that being kind to your fellow human 
Well, you know what? Again, this okay. This is this is going to sound hella sexist. That's what happens when you're governed by a group of men that have no care in the world for women's rights. Yeah. The same way thinking about you know what's going on now with us here. This is what happens when you're when you're being governed by people who actually don't give a damn. No, because they're looking at ways that it serves them, how they can make more money for themselves. They're not trying to promote like wellness for the rest of us they're thinking about their pockets and let's be honest they've wanted to privatize the nhs and stuff like that for ages this is just going to be if if this actually goes through this is just the beginning of the end so guys healthcare private healthcare because it seems like this is where it's going i feel like i mentioned this a while ago i did i did guys and i will keep on singing it from the rooftops is that get yourself in order if you can especially financially um, you know, explore your options. Don't wait till the last minute and then they sweep the rug from under your carpet and you're in shock and everyone's rushing to get a plan of some sort. Because unfortunately, those of us that live in England, we're in a society where you either have to band together or be one man for yourself. Yeah. And you kind of have to prioritise the things that you need. And part of that is health. Health is wealth. Exactly. And that's all, all signs of health, mental health, sexual health, medical that's health. It. That's it. Boy, because the way they're going, let's be honest, it wouldn't surprise us if this is actually what happens. It's just, I really don't want this mandate to go through. No, neither do I. Because we're about to lose a lot of staff and like these, for example, like even our community settings in my school health team, we need staff. And I know there's people there that are unvaccinated, letting them go. And they'll be key members of the team, the ones that actually do the work. Who's going to come and do it? Because it won't be me. Lols. Also, I've got another question. If, if they go ahead with the mandate and there's going to be hella vacancies on the wards, on the wards, I'm not really talking about clinics, but on, like outpatient clinics, on the wards and stuff, are you telling me, because I can see this happening, are you telling me they're not going to pull out, they're not going to redeploy nurses? They probably I really will, feel like, I really leave. feel like they're going to redeploy. They're going to, more people are going to leave, but I feel like they're going to have to redeploy nurses and then outpatient clinics. Actually, this, this actually makes sense to me. I'm literally thinking on the spot. If the vacancies are empty on the wards, they're going to redeploy nurses from outpatient services. And they're probably going to make outpatient services chargeable, non-private, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't surprise me because that wouldn't surprise like me you as said, well. they need to keep these beds open because those beds are actually needed. However, mm-hmm. if you're kicking out the staff, the moment, let's not lie, the moment you start redeploying people for this reason, people will walk again. True, true that, yeah. People are tired of being been taken... And, and, and I think, like, to see, like, now, like, what we were talking about, the fact that the wards and stuff. So people need to understand, let's say you have, um, I don't know, a 20-bedded ward and it's intensive care. Usually they should be one-to-one or if they're a step down, so they're not ventilated, you can be um, one nurse to two. But, like, now, one nurse to two at max. Yeah, now, if you don't have enough nurses you must cut the bed capacity according to the nursing stuff that you've got so that it's safe because you shouldn't be looking after more than one vent, two at the most, depending on the stability of that patient, mm-hmm. okay? Now, if you have to cut the capacity of bed space because of the staffing, 
there's people who need that care that now can't get it. Okay? They can't. Now, is that, would you say, a good decision as a government in terms of patient safety? Is that making sure you're delivering the, the best NHS service that you can deliver? No, it's not. You don't, pay, not. you don't pay people properly. You don't treat them well. But you expect to patronise them and then bully them to suit a narrative that you're trying to push. There comes a time where common sense must prevail. And that's why, for me, <laughs> I like appeal to the people who are healthcare professionals, who are very angry with people that aren't vaccinated, who are using the media term anti-vaxxer, and don't want mm. people who aren't vaccinated to have a voice to say, you need to sit down and reevaluate. That could be your relative. That could be you that needs the bed and there's no staff to, to support you. Exactly. You're telling, you're te- you're te- you're telling me that if you, your relative was in a and and they're having a cardiac arrest and that staff member did not have a vaccine, that you wouldn't want them to start, start CPR because they're not vaccinated. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't mm-hmm. let them touch you. No, you wanted that person to look and save that person's life. 100%. Right? Would you? Like there was um, a comment in Daily Mail and I don't like Daily Mail. I go there for showbiz, but hey, you know. And there was a lady talking about how one of her employers had a die. Her mother was dying and she couldn't sit at her mom's bedside. Though she's triple vaccinated, she had COVID and was in isolation and her relatives could not get over quickly enough. Her cleaner, who was not vaccinated, tested negative and had to sit with her mom while she died. So sad. Like, can you imagine? Hmm. Um, I just feel like People need to not allow this to divide us. No, um, this is it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And people need to remember the code of conduct, especially nurses who are very vocal online about the anti-vax and people not doing the right thing for, for their patients and things like that. Yes, we have a duty of care. When we take this profession, I believe myself to be a nurse with integrity yeah. and a nurse with and a nurse and a nurse who is principled. So we also have a duty of care to ourselves. Yeah, we do. You know? And also to our team. Yeah. Regardless of regardless of vaccination status or not, there's, re- there's reasons why people don't want it or haven't had it or can't have it. And also in the same breath, there's reasons why people have had it and I've been happy to have it. Yeah. And, and, that's, yeah. and that's the thing we need to, and that's another thing that people need to understand is that there's nothing wrong with people having the vaccine at all. If they've made an informed decision and they're happy and comfortable, yes, they should have it. But don't ridicule those people who are questionable and hesitant. This is it, 100%. You you need to practice like the practitioner you're supposed to be, which is non-judgmental. And just encourage encourage the decision that they've made, you know, and especially in the current climate that we live with, with there's discrimination going on about whether you're vaccinated or not. Mm -hmm. And instead instead of fueling that, encourage your colleague who didn't want to get the vaccine done support them with it you know and just guide them and with or without the stupid you. vaccine they it just yeah, exactly you know like it, it, it's just it, it 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 just baffles me how can you not understand people are, are just unsure about it and how is that wrong exactly i mean how we're always taught, you know like i'll give an example when you go to buy a car or you go to buy a house, you don't just see a house and buy it, do you? You go and view it, you ask questions, you look around, you compare, you go back, you look again. 
Same as buying a car. You don't just buy the car. You go, you test drive it, you ask questions, you look around, you look in it, you touch it. You know, Mm -hmm. we're taught to be curious. We're taught to ask questions. We're taught to investigate. We're taught to critically analyse. And that's what we're taught as nurses when when we were studying. So uh, yeah. critically appraise papers, cr- critically appraise evidence, you know. And if you don't want and a car, you don't want a car. <laughs> th- yeah, you that's know. it. You might you might get then realise, you know what, I actually don't need a car right now. You know, or yeah. you get to the house, but like, that's not the house for me. You know, yeah. after looking at it and walking around it, it's not for me. It's not my house. And I think it's the same logic, you know. And I think I I would implore all the people who are health professionals and are very strong on the not pro-choice what's the opposite of pro-choice pro-life shall we say yeah and mm-hmm. who are like pro-vaccine you know you have to get it if you don't you're not a good healthcare professional is collect the the medical journals collect the papers and critically appraise them go and do your research you know go and do what's the thing we used to do in the library with the papers? Reviews. yeah go and, oh, go, yeah, and sit, go and sit there and do a literature review educate yourself like the professional and academic you say you are so that you can equip yourself with the right evidence don't just go gospel and take what you read on twitter you know oh this this is happening i to you this happened to this person this happened to that person no don't do that go and do the research that you're telling other people to go and do so that when you stand up and say you're pro vaccine and you're pro people must have it you're you're well equipped you're ready to to do battle in that Mm -hmm. debate you know but like i would say i think my what well, final words on this on the topic would be follow the science. And the science says that the mandate is flawed. And if you want your patients to have the best care, getting rid of the people that actually love their job and are passionate about it is like a stab in the heart to the people that need them. Exactly. 100%. And it will be very sad to watch the health service crumble at the hands of businessmen in government. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's just crazy. It's actually just crazy. And even yeah. from a humane point of view, you can't force people. You got to respect people's decisions. You got to mm-hmm. support people's decisions. And in time, you know, they might change their mind. Fine. And if they don't, fine. Like, why? Do, why does everyone have to take? And there's one thing: people need to mind their own business. Why is it my business? Why is it my business to know if you've had it done or not? Why is it my business to then, you know, put my two pence in whether you've had it or not? It's none of my business. It really, people need to stop minding their own business and stop like ridicule, you know, like I can't say that word, ridiculizing. Yeah, ridiculing. Can't say it. I can never say that word. I know. What um, you mean, like, yeah, like ri- yeah, ridiculing. I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Others about it. You know, it's a form of bullying. It's it, yeah. it's it's a it's a cohort way of bullying. You know, not directly bullying to someone, but it's a cohort way of bullying. It's a form. It's just causing a wedge in society, and it baffles me to kind of think, how do you not? self-reflect and think okay you know I'm probably causing a wedge in society I'm probably making it worse like is that Mm. really what you want to be doing is that is that really what you what you want to be doing whether you're pro-vaccine and I hate the terms pro and anti yeah that is just causing the divide Mm -hmm. but whether you are for the vaccine or whether you're not 
Like, what is your role in society? Is your role to try and create two sides or was your role to try and bring society together? Like, what, what are you doing in society? Are you contributing it? Are you contributing to the climate that we live in now? Or do you want to try and bring people together instead? Honestly, like I have, I don't even have any more words because I feel like you guys have just hit all the nails on the head. It's just, I'm still utterly still shocked that this is even going through. I'm even shocked that we've got to hear that they're actually like, off like yeah. giving people dismissal <laughs> letters and stuff. Like it's actually yeah. happening. The end is now, guys. That's all I can say. It's, honestly, <laughs> it's so so crazy. But like we said, I think us as a nursing handover, we stand for pro-choice, we stand for informed consent, and we're nurses to the core. We mm-hmm. are people that are governed by our code of conduct. And like Clarissa put it out, and we'll probably put it on this post, actually, is the fact that, you know, we're non-judgmental, we're here to support people, we're here to respect people's culture, people's beliefs, and we nurse with integrity and with mm-hmm. principle. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, if you can't stay true to yourself, then, you know, it says a lot about you as a person. And I think people need to to really think about the damage this could do. And not now, years to come. Years to come. Because even though it's going to affect people now, we're going to see the real damage in the years to come. Because Mm -hmm. the same thing is also happening with student nurses, student midwives, students that want to go into the healthcare professions. If they're not vaccinated, they can't train. So this is, you know... This is all going to bring issue problems, but if this is what it's they want, bring, then so be it. So be it. It's going to bring social problems, like the social dynamics. There's going to be more discrimination, more wedge, more, you know, like pro. You know, in America, like there's a big hoo ha about if you're a Democrat or a Republican to mm-hmm. a point where when you go, like when you do apply for jobs, there is a section on what are you a Democrat or a Republican? Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's well. Um, sometimes when you apply for houses, they just ask what you are. They don't do anything with it, but they just ask whether you're a Republican or a Democrat. It's still um, find out whether you can fit into that neighbourhood that you're going into. Yeah, it's yeah, it's definitely for stats. It's definitely for statistics. Um, but it's going to be the same. Like they're gonna, the the way it's looking now is like that they define you as a person if you're unvaccinated or vaccinated, and it's it's, it, it's like what is a big mm. question it's like how and the, actually you know this is one question I have I'm, I'm vaccinated but I have my hesitation and I'm pretty sure and this is what annoys me all these you know I love my all I love the colleagues that I work with and you know other colleagues that I don't know but those who are vaccinated I'm pretty sure you did not go into it without questioning it first I'm pretty sure you were skeptical at first I'm pretty sure you were unsure first. I'm pretty sure you were on the fence about it. So just because you had it done does not mean you can pretend you didn't have these concerns in the first place. Yeah. Support those that do and support those that still have it till this day because we all had it at one point. How can you just forget that? Exactly. And don't ridicule people for their for their choices. At the end no. of the day, we work together Mm-mm. as one team. One team. And that's it, we are one team. Don't start dividing us for silly reasons. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, it's going to make even bigger problems that we don't need. Yeah, 100%. And that's what I was actually going to say. I've forgotten that. 
is this is the biggest attack on our healthcare service that we've actually had. Good and point. now more than ever is where the workforce needs to be strong and united because the government telling you what to do is united. They're defending their actions and their behaviours. They're moving as one. They're all saying mm. the same thing. In, they're all saying the same thing in interviews. They're all presenting everything in the same way. So they're they 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 know what they're doing. Mm. They're a team. They know the memo. You know, they're not. They're not. How can I say? Dismantling. I mean, they are at the moment. But I hear you. Yeah. In our faces, when they present to us, they're all on the same page. They're all saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. And we, as a healthcare service, need to remember that they need us more than we need them. Exactly. And our governing bodies, the NMC, the GMC, they all need to literally come together and be like, "This is our code of conduct. We we're standing by it." So no. Yeah. Watch this space, guys. I think let's see what happens in the next week because things are really hotting up with this mandate. Um. But yeah, let's see what happens. But on that note, I think we've come to the end and discuss this pretty well like it's just ugh, I just want it over with I want our lives fair enough things are never gonna go back to 2019 but I just want this done with I want the mandate to disappear I want our lives to go back to normal and I want to be able to go on holiday without having to take a PCR test this is Literally. it <laughs> this is this is it so with that being said guys <laughs> share this episode with friends families colleagues dogs pets whoever play it for your neighbours but get it round, share it. And if you want to discuss it, as always, hit us up on our Instagram page at the Nursing Handover Podcast. You can also email us too if you want at the Nursing Handover at gmail.com. And also you can hit us up at Twitter, which is at the underscore handover. Mm-hmm. Until next week, guys. Like I said, share, like, subscribe, all that jazz. And enjoy this episode that we have discussed the mandate and that we want it over with. it just needs to be done we need our lives back literally we really do but anywho guys take care and have a lovely week and enjoy what's left of it indeed until next time until next time Bye. bye